On this edition of the Super It's Podcast, we're talking about Talking in Your Sleep by the Romantics and its interesting music video. Let's get into it. Uh, hello, friends. I'm the Lunch Pail Hero, Jamie C, a.k.a. Megamix.com. I'm here with my co-host, the hardworking man, most commonly known around the world as Bobby Bitchin. Hey, hey, it's Slip with Five Eyes. What's up, you Michigan Matt Master? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Remember when Bobby Bitchin uh, wrestled in a Philadelphia Flyers jersey? Uh, yeah, he was from Flint, and he was, but he was a bad guy. So, he, of course, in 1997, wasn't going to cheer for his uh, home state team, the Detroit Red Wings, in the Stanley Cup. He cheered for the Flyers. Yeah, who he said was, we're going to win the series just like he wins all his matches. But, of course, by that time, I believe the Flyers had already been swept out of the playoffs. So. And Bobby Bitchin didn't really ever win matches. Nope. So. I hope that intro captured the essence of the Motor City. <laughs> because on this episode of the Super Hits Podcast, we are taking a trip to Detroit. Yes. To uh, break down a 1983 hit single from Michigan's own The Romantics. Let's just get right into it. So, The Romantics, uh, their first show was on Valentine's Day, 1977. Oh, wow. At the uh, My Fair Lady Club in Detroit, opening for the new MC5. Okay. Um, for three years, uh, the band was on the road playing in venues uh, in Boston, New York City, uh, Kansas City, and Cleveland. Uh, they were signed to Nemperer Records after a show at uh, New York City's Haraz. And in September 1979, the band recorded their self-titled uh, debut album with British producer Pete Soley. Okay. Uh, Pete Soley, one of my favorite producers. Oh, yeah. One, uh, I mean, way up there. Who can forget his work with Jojo Zepp? Am I right, Big Man? I sure, I sure can't. Uh, the band self-titled debut was the first pop record released in the 80s. Okay. It came out on January 4th, 1980, and featured the medium-sized hit, What I Like About You. Hey. Uh, which peaked at number 49 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, spoiler alert, a better track than the one we're talking about today. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, uh, a second album followed in December 1980, National Breakout, uh, uh, seems to have been a flop. Uh -huh. uh, lead singer and vocalist Mike Skill <laughs> left the band soon after the album's released and was replaced by lead guitarist Cos Candler. Uh -huh. uh, this lineup of the band recorded the album Strictly Personal in 1981 with producer Mike Stone, uh, who has produced for Queen, uh, but he, of course, was not Pete Soley, which is too bad. Yep. Uh, due to frustrations with the songwriting featured on that record, bassist Rich Cole was replaced by Mike Skill, who returned back to the band. Uh -huh. With Skill back in, the band began, began playing arenas with Cheap Trick, The Kinks, and The Cars. Uh, my pal Soli was also rehired in 1983 as their producer for their fourth album, In Heat. To that I wrote, Smart. Uh -huh. uh, in Heat would be the Romantics' greatest commercial success and was awarded a gold album in the United States and would eventually sell over 900,000 copies in the U.S. Okay. Uh, in Heat was also awarded a gold album in Canada. Uh, let's put a pin in this album for a bit, because uh, we and we will get to the lead single mom single momentarily. I just want to talk a little bit more about the Romantics. Okay. okay? Uh, in the late '80s, the Romantics discovered what their managers that their managers had been misappropriating the profits earned by the band uh, from its records and live performances. Additionally, one of their releases, "What I Like About You," uh, had been licensed for use in television commercials without the band's knowledge or approval. Yes. Consequently, the Romantics uh, filed a lawsuit against their management in 1987 
and the legalities involved prevented the band from recording new music until the mid-90s. Oh, that's too bad for us. I know. They would have fit right in with the uh, early 90s rock. <laughs> They're the grunge era. Yeah. Um, former Blondie drummer Clem Burke re- replaced uh, David Petrados as a Romantics drummer in 1990. Uh, for much of the 1990s, the Romantics played obscure performances in small venues, largely forgotten and out of the public spotlight. 1996, yeah. Jimmy Marinos returned to the band uh-huh. for a series of performances, and then Clem Burke came back okay. uh, a year later. Uh, a fourth drummer, Brad Elvis replaced Clem Burke as the regular drummer in 2004 after Burke returned full-time to a reactivated Blondie. Uh, Rich Cole, the bassist, returned to the band after a long absence in 2010. Longtime lead guitarist Cause Candler <laughs> left the band in 2011, which allowed Mike Skill to return to lead guitarist. <laughs> yes. Uh, to this, all this, I wrote riveting stuff. Yeah. Let's go back and talk about the first single off In Heat. Talking in your slip, I mean sleep. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, In Heat and Consequently Talking in Your Sleep was recorded in May and June 1983 at Criteria Studios in Miami, Florida. Talking in Your Sleep was written by Cause Candler, Jimmy Marinos, Wally Palmer, Mike Skill, and my man Pete Soli. It took five people to write it? Yep. Cool. Uh, Soli, of course, also worked as magic from the producer's swivel chair. <laughs> I assume it was a swivel chair. I'm just... You know, it had to be. Yep. I mean, Pete probably enjoyed, you know, the com- comfortability. Either that or, um, a, thr- that or a throne. Yeah, maybe. You yeah. know what? That's actually, that's a good point. Yeah. A king among men. Talking in your sleep clocks in at a nice three minutes and 54 seconds. It was released on September 9th, 1983. Uh, the single cover is a variation of the In Heat album cover, to which I wrote, so boring. These guys They're... look like fucking dorks. Oh, my God. Like, all of them... Like they they all look alike. Like I can't tell one from the other. Oh, I know. Like I, I three of these guys on this cover, I'm like, is that the same guy? The fourth one, yeah. at least his hair is not curly. But anyways. Well, you know, like they're in the pantheon of ugly bands. Yeah. Definitely. There are thirty flat thirty five plus versions of the single listed on Discogs. Uh some of them have the album cut Rock You Up as the B side. Others feature I'm Hip. <laughs> um, there is a remix of the track by John Jellybean Benitez from yes. 1983 that I, was actually pretty good. Nice. Um, yeah, Jellybean did a pretty good job uh, boosting those levels. Uh, Talking in Your Sleep has appeared on a ton of compilations. I uh, hear some notables. We've got a uh, album called Howlin' for Hits, uh-huh. uh, which features the cover art of a spooky wolf with headphones and a Walkman. I mean, you know why, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's, there's like Thriller on it. Yeah, it came out in 1983, so we were all about werewolves and Thriller at oh, that time. Oh, for sure. A thriller was on Howlin' for the Hits. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a French one called Bonjour les Hits, uh-huh. <laughs> which has a bunch of French bands interspersed throughout all the other kind of uh, U.S. hits. Uh, there's another one called Rockin' with the Hits. There's something called Dance Rap 84. Interesting. Which also includes a club mix of Matthew Wilder's Break My Stride. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to get my hands on that. <laughs> and there's a Rock of the 80s uh, album that has an amazing cover of a super cool pink guitar exploding out of a silver orb in space. Okay. And of course, the classic quality records entry, Rock 85, which is a fantastic collection. Yeah. Um, you know, they always brought the goods on those yearly rock uh, you know, blah, blah, blahs. They were awesome. The track appears on the 1990 Greatest Hits album, What I Like About You, 
open parenthesis, another romantic hits, mm-hmm. close parenthesis. That would be their only greatest hits album. Um, thank God. Yeah, I was going to say, that's uh, all they need. <laughs> in TV shows and movies, Talking in Your Sleep is shown up in a 20, 2005 episode of Reunion, a 2014 episode of Ray Donovan, 2015 episode of Transparent, a 2017 episode of Stranger Things, and in the 2021 movie, Brandon Bot Gets Grounded. Okay. Um, it also appears in the 2005 video game Namco Museum 50th Anniversary. Uh-huh. <laughs> Setlist FM lists the track is, track is being played 92 times by the Romantics. That seems a little low considering they still are around. Yeah. Uh, it does list their first performance as being on March 13th, 1981 at the International Amphitheater in Chicago. Interestingly enough, Ringo Starr and his all-star band have also played the song 69 times over the years. Nice. Uh, that's it for uh, the the quick background and stats uh, from me. Unless you have anything to add, we can go to lyrics. Here we go. So, according to Song Facts, the phenomenon of talking in your sleep is known by the scientific name of somniloquy, an unexpected, be- an unexpectedly beautiful word for it. Somniloquy is related to the same stage of sleep that produces rapid eye movement. And it represents a motor. It represents a motor breakthrough in which words you're saying in a dream become spoken out loud. Oh yeah. The lyrics of this song, of course, refer to a lover who is professing affection for the singer in their subconscious only. Note for nighttime lovelorn lurkers: things people say in their sleep probably have nothing to do with reality, unless you are really being chased through a submarine by Pee Wee Herman riding a Pokemon at the moment. You know. Right, song facts. I'm. Uh, I, I think Sarah will be okay with me telling the story. Sarah, like Sarah has three cats. They just stay in the house and they're totally fine. Yeah. And uh, one day when she was sleeping, she asked, "Where are the cats?" Really? <laughs> and I was momentarily confused. I was like, oh, "Did they?" I was like, "Did they run sleep? away?" Amazing. But, but you know what? They were just in the house. So yes. So while you were doing that story, I got distracted because two of my cats are all doing some serious wrestling. Oh. Of course, and it's. I think it's getting a little bit, a little bit nasty. Okay. Well, sometimes they, they fight. You know, one one cat. He's a little overzealous. He's kind of like it was kind of like wrestling our friend Lauren. Ah, okay. Yes. You know, sometimes hit a little too hard, or like kick you with his boots. Yep. Anyway, anyway. So, for me, the lyrics of uh, "Talking in Your Sleep" pretty straightforward. I have to give it up. It is kind of a good concept. Yes. Um, I do enjoy the line when I hold you in my arms at night. Don't you know you're sleeping in the spotlight? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so listening, and he's like the audience. I, I Amazing. Like, I like that uh, because of uh, what you just said, but also because it's got sing along in it. Yes. A night, night spotlight. So yeah, perfect. Uh, I also wrote creepy. So um, let's check in over at song meanings though. Oh, find please. Out a little bit more. Um, Darketh says, sometimes like this actually happened with my ex-fiance. She was talking in her sleep and it revealed everything I thought. Maybe not too common, but after that, I take this song literally. <laughs> you know what? I bet you she was doing it on purpose. Like, yes. just to get away from him. <laughs> just to get away from she's Darketh. Just, she's just like, I fuck other dudes and I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tad482 says, this song is a fine example of the classic 1980s musical talent at work. The lyrics to this tune may be representative of how a woman's nonverbal actions while at rest can speak far louder than her words. Yeah. Nailed it. So she's talking in her sleep. Like you're just telling me like the title of the song. Yep. Um, FC says one way to interpret is that the singer wants affection from this person. So he's desperately looking for signs of it. But these assurances are actually coming from a sleeping person. 
who could simply be dreaming about someone else, not necessarily the singer, but is so eager to believe the affection is for him, uh, which probably isn't the case because if all he has is, as proof are sleepy mutterings. Overall, it feels like a lonely, pathetic, desperate, obsessive song. The object of affection is distant, removed, asleep to him, but he's consumed by observing her, looking for any sign or word of affection to the point of deluding himself into believing what he wants to be true. So in a way, he's asleep himself. I think that's a great comment. All right. Yeah, well done. I thought, you know what? Like, finally, something useful from that website. Like, I thought, like, that really was well done because it kind of expanded a little bit. I love that, in a way, he's asleep himself. Fantastic. As a contrast to that, Rob Lahan too says, I think this guy wants to believe his love interest is truthful and faithful, but the love interest has secrets which are revealed in a dreamland which are not congruent with words. Again, thank you. <laughs> yes, thanks, buddy. If you don't have anything more about lyrics, I'm ready to go to reception. Here we go. So, Talking in Your Sleep entered the Billboard Hot 100 on October 8th, 1983 at number 90. Uh, between ACDC's Guns for Hire yes. and I Need You by the Pointer Sisters. All right. Two, uh, two, for, two obscure yeah. acts at the bottom yeah. of the charts. <laughs> uh, Guns for Hire would peak at 84. Uh, I wrote it's just really generic hard rock. So basically classic ACDC. Yeah. Um, I Need You was making its debut that week well, as well. It would peak at number 48. And I just thought it was fairly boring. Okay. Um, 17 weeks later, Talking in Your Sleep peaked at number three. In the U.S. on January 28, 1984, uh, the rest of the top 10 that week in the U.S., we've got number one, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, uh-huh. uh, a Karma Chameleon by Culture Club at number two, Talking in Your Sleep at number three, uh, number four, Elton John, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Okay. Uh, number five, we mentioned it earlier, Matthew Wilder with Break My Stray. Uh-huh. Number six, Cool and the Gang with Joanna. Number seven, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. <sighs> But this time was Say, 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 which isn't as bad. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not the worst. The music video is rotten, but yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. But it's not The Girl Is Mine. Say, Say, Say is a much better song. Uh, number eight, Lionel Richie, Running With The Night. Uh, number nine, Olivia Newton-John with Twist of Fate. And at number 10, Christopher Cross with Think Of Laura. Okay. Would you like to know it was number 52 that week? Uh, I, I, I couldn't guess. Tell me. Let's Pretend We're Married by our good pal Prince. Amazing. Uh, Talking in Your Sleep also hit number one on the U.S. Dance slash Disco Top 80 and uh, number two on the U.S. Top rocks ch- tracks, Rock Tracks chart. Wow, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Yep. Uh, internationally, it was a top 20 hit in a number of countries, including reaching number five in Sweden. Uh, it did not chart in the U.K. Oh, okay. In Canada, talking – well, hang on. Spoiler alert. This version of the song didn't chart in the U.K. Ah, Okay. In Canada, Talking in Your Sleep entered the RPM Top 50 at number 46 on December 19th, 1983. I don't know why it was a Top 50 you know, in that day, at that time of uh, in 1983, but it was the RPM Top 50. Okay. Uh, it was between Invisible Hands by Kim Carnes and She's Trouble by Musical Youth. Invisible Hands had previously peaked at number 44, was on its way out. The song is pretty good and has a ridiculous music video. So if you're looking for something kind of funny, that is something to check out. She's Trouble is a cover of a Michael Jackson thriller outtake. Okay. And would peak at number 43. The song had potentials in the hands of someone like MJ, but Musical Youth did a pretty bad job here. The video is pretty quacktastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Talking in Your Sleep peaked at number seven. Uh, peaked, sorry, it peaked seven weeks later at 
number one in oh, Canada. Go Canada. February 11th, 1984. Um, the rest of the Canadian top 10 that week. Karma Chameleon at number two. Uh, UB40 with Red Red Wine at number three. Uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart, Break My Stride, do four and five. Number six, uh-huh. 1986. Posthumously, John Lennon with Nobody Told Me. Okay. Number seven, Peter Schilling with Major Tom, open parenthesis, coming home. Uh, I don't know what that is. I can only imagine it's horrid. It is not. It is fantastic. Is uh, it? Yes. And if you it listen just, if you listen to it, you'll know what it is right away. It just it just seemed like from first glance to be bad. I will take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, say, say, say at number eight. I guess that's why they call it the blues at nine and Olivia and John with Twist of Fate at ten. All right. And now let's take a quick break for your RPM Magazine tidbit from the uh, February 11th, 1984 issue of RPM Magazine. Editor and publisher Walt Grealis wrote in his Waltz, Walt wrote this in his Walt Says column. You've got to hand it to the CBS group. They know how to say thank you. I was more than surprised and thrilled to receive a beautiful award with a message reading, thanks for helping put Thriller over the million mark. The Michael Jackson CRIA diamond certification displays a disc with a diamond in the center and all enclosed in lucite, a very classic, classy memento of a very dynamic recording star. Thanks, CBS. Oh, yeah. Pat yourself on the back there, Walt. Uh, Walt, that, you know, Thriller was popular because of you. Yep, exactly. Uh, on the year-end charts, talking your sleep ranked number 19 in Canada, number 19 in the U.S., to which I said not too shabby, honestly. Yeah, well done for them. Uh, The romantic single was unsuccessful in the United Kingdom, but in August 1984, the song became well-known when the pop group Bucks Fizz covered it. Yes! This version reached number 15 on the UK singles chart. Okay. Uh, It's basically a pretty faithful cover. It's got bigger drums and kind of less sassy guitar. Okay. Uh, The romantics version is definitely better, but the dude in the Bucks Fizz video was so oiled up. (laughs) Like, just like, he was just drenched in oil. (laughs) So maybe that was a factor. Okay. Um, on Spotify, Talking Your Sleep has over 91 million streams. On YouTube, the official music video has 45 million views since 2014. Uh, let's go to covers and samples. Here we go. So not a true sample per se, but Canadian singer The Weeknd interpolated the chorus of Talking Your Sleep in his song Secrets from the 2016 album Starboy. It peaked at number 47 in both the UK and the US while also charting in other territories. I wrote, the song is okay. Okay. Uh, the bass line uh, from Talking In Your Sleep was sampled in a 1996 track by Criss Cross called The Streets Ain't Right. I wrote, it's pretty bad. Okay. Snoop Dogg released a song in 2009 called Secrets that features multiple elements from Talking In Your Sleep. It's okay. All right. Uh, apparently there is a Talking In Your Sleep remix of Tone Loke's Wild Thing off of a, um, and I wrote apparently because I actually did find it. So it's not apparently. There is a remix of Tone Loke's Wild Thing uh, that samples Talking in Your Sleep on something called Wicked Mix Classic Collection in 1995. Okay. To which I wrote, it's kind of funny. All right. Uh, in 2012, Kanan and Will I Am released a track called Alone that uses the riff. I wrote, it sucks. <laughs> uh, there are more, but let's move on to some covers. All right sampled uh, list 16 cover versions here are some notables obviously the bucks fizz version of the song which is fine uh, in 20, 2006 some group called dimension x did a yes, version of course uh, it is absolutely terrible okay like just rotten uh, in 2017 indie rock band rogue wave did a cover that is interesting uh i said it's not great but it's interesting and in 2022 
Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar released a lullaby version that is very nice. Honestly, it's a little bit sinister. Yeah, of but course. Still, but, but still nice. Okay. Uh, that's it for covers and samples. Let's go to the video. So, according to the Wiki, the song's music video, widely aired at the time on MTV and elsewhere, uh, shocking because it's a bunch of white guys, Yep. Uh, featured the band performing while surrounded by standing but seemingly sleeping women dressed in lingerie, pajamas, and other sleepwear. Uh-huh. I just, I just, I just have some notes. Feel, feel free to jump in. Okay? All right. So the tropes come flying right out of the gate as we get a camera pan down the leg of a sexy lady. Yes. Like right away. Like, like um, the graduate style, right? <laughs> uh, Ten seconds in and there's already gratuitous shots of women in underpanties and bras. I mean, they're undressing. The first yes. woman is like taking her all her clothes off. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's the, the thirstiness is off the charts in yeah. this video. <laughs> Ten seconds in. Uh, the band rises up from below in slow motion, to which I wrote, they look incredibly dumb with their feathered hair and also so much leather. I said the band pops up from the bottom of the screen looking dorky as ever. <laughs> yep. Uh, the band strolls through a warehouse of inanimate women dressed in their nighttime wear. I wrote that this reminds me of the first season of Westworld, where they show all the decommissioned human animatronics in a dank basement level of the, of the park's compound. So kind of creepy. Uh, the band are carrying flashlights, and the floor and walls appear to be covered in black garbage bags. Oh, I put tinfoil, but I like the garbage bag one even better. Um, yeah. I also wrote for this part, I don't get it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Are they in someone's dream? Like, what's happening here? No idea. I wrote, I guess the women are sleeping standing up. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think they're mannequins. I don't think that's the point. Okay. But again, I don't know. Anyway, we cut to a setup where the band members magically appear on these tiny light-up stages, which I wrote is it actually a pretty cool visual. Yeah. Um, the drummer looks very comfortable performing, but I can't say the same for the rest of the band, uh, especially in the case of Cause, who looks terrified. I wrote, I love how they thought we needed close-up shots of the band playing their instruments and singing music, like in all music videos in the 80s. And then I wrote, they don't look cool at all. No. Because they don't, but you're right. The shot of the band, like, with on those little light-up stages is cool. I like that they have the band name on the uh, bass drum of the drums. Yes. Uh, that looks pretty cool as well, so good for them for that. I wrote that I love the close-ups of the instruments. Uh, I see that there's a Rickenbacker guitar, which is so awesome. It is a beautiful axe. Um, I also wrote, uh, in some of the shots, the band are playing clearly out of sync with the song. So oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's more strutting along among the ladies. Um, then I wrote, oh, look, is that Marilyn Monroe holding a teddy bear? <laughs> yes. Um, we get more performance shots. Uh, we go back to the slow motion panning past dozens of sleeping women in the garbage bag warehouse. <laughs> they are wearing pajamas, nightgowns, teddies, you name it. It's like a massive sleepover where you have to sleep standing up while the romantics skulk around like creeps. <laughs> There's a part near the end of the video where he's singing the lyrics right in this woman's ear, and it's yeah. it's the creepiest thing I've seen in a yeah. music video. I wrote, Cause whispers the lyrics in the face of a sleeping woman. It's pretty weird. Yep, yep. Uh, we get a wide shot of the room, and the romantics fade out like ghosts. <laughs> yes. Do you have anything else to add, or should we just rate this Here thing? we go to the ratings. All right, what do you think of this video, Big Man? Okay, so on one level, this video is ass. Like, yep. it's it's rotten and really bad. Yep. Um, 
but it's like not badly put together. Yeah. Like it's 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 actually like entertaining enough. Yes. Uh, and they tried and they went with something, uh, but it's a bad video. I'm going to give it a three. Three out of ten. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty dumb overall. I did enjoy watching Jimmy Marinos on drums. He looked great behind the kit. He had the best hair of the whole group, and he looked like he was having the most fun. The production quality is not good. The concept is stupid. The rest of the band looks really uncomfortable, but I did like the light up mini stages, and we got some good uh, we got some good uh, burns in on it. So that's always fun. But I'm going to go with a four out of ten. Yeah, if you like panties, it's a ten out of ten. So. <laughs> All right. What did you think of the song, buddy? Uh, this song is, I wouldn't call it a bad song, but as far as not only 80s music, but music goes, it's about as generic a piece of music as you can find. Yeah. I find that there's nothing to me that stands out about it or that's terribly special, um, but I don't think it's a bad song. I'm giving it a four out of 10. Four out of 10. Well, um, I think the bass line is tremendous. I think there's some good drumming going on there. I think lyrically, it's pretty unique and straightforward. I don't have a lot to say about this. I just kind of like it, I guess. Yep. I'm going to give it a five. All right. There we go. That's uh, talking in your sleep. <laughs> talking in your sleep. Uh, I have to go consult with the uh, Super It's podcast playlist over on Spotify to remind myself. Well, that, I can tell you right now. Yeah, the next song. Yeah, the next song that we're going to be talking about is EMF and Unbelievable. Yes, we are. Uh, looking forward to that one. So, yeah, that one is uh, coming in a few short days. And uh, if you have any requests for songs, if you think we were really mean to your favorite music video, Talking in Your Sleep. <laughs> um, if you have any other requests, hit us up. Superhitspodcast at gmail.com, at Superhitscast on Twitter, at Superhitspodcast on Instagram. And uh, if you want to hit me up, um, I mean, don't, but uh, you can find me, Slip with Five Eyes or Sleep. I'm Jamie C. My website is megamix.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See ya. See ya.